Welcome to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. This is a place where driven, determined coaches learn how to get off the business growth struggle bus and learn how to build a wildly profitable online coaching business. I'm your host, Allison Henderson, corporate dropout to six-figure social media business coach. I'm going to show you how I've been able to create the business of my dreams organically all through utilizing my social media platforms. So pull up a seat, take some notes, and get ready to see your life in bank account transform. Hello, welcome back. I am so excited for you to listen to this week's interview with Violet Ginoni. We dive into one of my favorite topics, which is money. I do have a deep belief that no matter what your current circumstances are, and no matter where you're at in your life right now, you can still be extremely wealthy. With dedication, work, and your belief within yourself, your success is inevitable. I also feel we need to completely release and let ourselves be free from that stigma of feeling guilty around wanting more money for ourselves. Violet and I have a very genuine and open conversation around how to be successful and how to make more money in your business. If you aren't familiar with Violet, she is the owner and director of the Institute of Pediatric Sleep and Parenting, which is a certification program for sleep consultants and parent consultants. She has over 10 years of experience as a pediatric sleep consultant and is the author of Baby Sleep Training in 7 Days, The Fastest Fix for Sleepless Nights. With all of her experience with business and money, you're going to learn a lot from her wisdom and leave this episode with the mindset shifts you need to get out there and make more money with confidence and optimism. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a very special guest today. This is Violet. Violet, welcome to the Ambitious Coach podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So excited to be here. Yeah. So I'd love for the audience to learn more about you. Who are you? What are you all about? And how did you become a coach or a sleep consultant? Very particularly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, oh boy, you know, uh, talking about what I do sometimes is like so long-winded because I've just done so much, but uh, that'll be a great opener for our conversation today and how I got to where I am um, because I do so much. Mm-hmm. Um, so it started when my daughter, uh, wasn't sleeping and she was a horrible sleeper. And I basically, in a nutshell, developed my own sleep program to help her sleep. Um, this was like really, um, something that was new in the, in, you know, out in the parenting world, there weren't really sleep consultants. So I was kind of just winging it back then. Um, and just, uh, you know, helping other parents and helping other moms with their babies, um, to, you know, help them sleep. And the program was just really successful. Um, and it kind of reached, you know, went all over the world. Um, from there, you know, I ended up publishing a book on sleep training. And then since I, you know, absolutely love working and always love looking at what's next, I create a, um, program to help train others to become sleep consultants as well. Because a lot of my clients were like, oh my gosh, this is such a fantastic job. Um, And after like so much requests, I started putting in the work to create, um, you know, my sleep consultant certification program. And that's when I opened up um, the Institute of Pediatric Sleep and Parenting. And that's where I run that program. And from that program, of course, again, because I never stopped working, there are several other programs. So um, yeah, that's kind of how I started and where I am now. And I don't know what's next, but I will keep coming up with new things um, in the future. You can definitely count on that. Well, I think it's safe to say once you've learned how to make money, like it's it's like you're constantly being put into that avenue, like or putting in down those paths of like new business ideas or just other things you can do to improve your business. And so um, sometimes we don't need to know what's next, really. Like it's just like I just know that something's going to come up, and I'm like I'm one of those people. Like I just always follow what brings me joy, I follow what lights me up, and I just know that's usually the path that I need to go down. Um, so I wanted to have you on today because I know we both share this passion for like making money and like helping people make money. And we were having a like a, just a just a candid conversation in the DMs about like it's okay 
to want a lot of money. And so I wanted to have you on to kind of just share your perspective on this because so many people listen to this podcast and they're either new coaches or they've been doing this for a while, but maybe they haven't quite seen that wealth and that that big transformation in their life of being like, let's be real, rich, right? Like they're not at that point yet, but they have that desire. So I'd love for you to kind of share your perspective on like the stigma maybe around wanting more money. And it's like, is that okay? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, that's a great way to open this conversation because I feel like, you know, the people that want more money and aren't really making that sort of money are too shy to even talk about it. So how can we make more money if we're scared to talk about it, right? Like you have to be confident. You have to be open to talking about money and, and there's nothing wrong with it. So when, you know, people come to me and say, you know, I want more clients, I want to be successful. No, what do you really want? You want more money and it's okay. Um, and the more comfortable you get with talking about it, the more comfortable you will be asking clients for money. Because, you know, if you can't ask clients for money, how are you going to make it? Right. So it's, it's like a, it's like a strange stigma. It's like a strange fear. And I don't know, you know, where it really comes from, but I think it's start, you know, it's time to start like opening up and being so comfortable with just, you know, talking about it. That's the first step, just talking about money like we are now. Yeah. I even noticed, um, so many years ago, um, I read a book and you might've heard of this book, uh, You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. It's one of my favorite money books. And I remember like sitting with my husband and being like, we don't talk about money that often or our relationship with money, like the love, the hate, like all the feelings that come up. And I just was like, I just feel like we need to be a lot more open with like what we both want when it comes to like money. Let's be real, right? Like, what do we, what do we want to do with it? Like, what kind of lifestyle do we want to have? And, um, in, I think that book like really changed my perspective on how I even, when I coach, I'm like, well, what do you want with that money? Like, and it's okay to just say, I want a bigger house. I want a new car, or I want to go on vacations. Like I want to be able to spoil my kids. I want to be able to take them to Disney world. I want to be able to do all these things. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay to want those things. Right. Um, so I know for a fact, because you've been, you've coached so many students inside of your programs and your certification, like what's the difference that you're seeing of like the people that are really successful and the people that are like still kind of, I don't know, dragging their feet a little bit. Yep. So, you know, one common, um, thing that I'm noticing, um, among, you know, graduates of my program is that they truly like the ones that are really successful, they truly believe in themselves. Mm. So if, you know, if you want to make money, you, whatever your goal is, um, you know, at the end of the month or at the end of the year, if you want to make that kind of money, you have to believe that you're going to do it. You can't, you know, in 2023, the biggest word right now is, um, manifestation, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. And manifestation is not really like some, some wizard magic thing. It's actually believing in yourself. And if every day you, you know, wake up and say, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm actually going to achieve that goal. It's crazy how much your life will change. If, you know, it's one thing to say, I, I want to make money and I'm going to make money and then not really carry that plan out. Like, what are you going to do? How are you going to make that happen? Do you have a plan, a, a goal, a, a, something in place that where you could check off? I did this, I did this, and now things are happening for me. So, you know, many times it's just like really just believing that, truly believing that. And that's not easy for everyone. You know, sometimes you, you do have to do some work uh, yourself, whether that's like just working on your mindset. Or again, just, um, you know, changing the way you think about money, releasing the stigmas about money, you know, believing in yourself is a process if you're not new to it, but it's definitely something anyone can do. When, when I started, I didn't believe in myself. Matter of fact, I didn't even know what I was doing. I, I just told you I was winking it. Um, and then once I really believed that I have a skill that, um, you know, I can help other people and change their life. Once I truly believe that that first year, 
my business tripled in the amount of income and it, it's, and it's just been skyrocketing ever since. Um, so yeah, definitely believing in yourself is a, a common trait that I see among my successful, um, you know, graduates of my program. And, you know, how do I, how do I, I don't specifically ask them, do you believe in yourself? It just shows like it shows in their pricing, for example, they don't undersell, they don't under, um, you know, underprice themselves. They have premium packages. Okay. They have high price packages because they believe in themselves and they believe that their time is, you know, time is valuable. So they, they price their packages high. And actually, you know, studies show that when you do price your packages high, I'm sure you've probably heard this before, that uh, people will actually pay for these packages more than like a cheap package. So, so for example, now with sleep consultants, there's so many sleep consultants out there. Clients will most likely choose one that's priced higher because higher pricing studies show has higher value. So this is, you know, a client that's coming to you for sleep, for example, and you can translate this in other for other types of coaching as well. But let's, you know, we're using sleep consultants here as example, because that's what I do. I train them. Um, So if you use that as an example, if a client's coming to you for sleep, um, help with their baby, this is their baby, their prized possession. They don't want a cheap service. They don't want a Walmart type of service. They want a high-end service. They want the best, and they will pay for that. So under pricing, um, you'll get clients. You know, either either way, either, you know, whether you price your packages low or high. But why not price them high? You will lose some clients um, that are not a bit able to afford you, but you'll gain the ones that are able to afford you. So you know, pricing high is like a big. Um, It's a big statement of, I know what I'm doing. My time is valuable and I can help you. And that that's, you know, goes back to just showing that you believe in yourself. Um, And, you know, and other ways you can show that is, you know, your, your communication, how you communicate with your clients, you know, um, just by saying, switching your words, for example, instead of saying, you know, maybe this, or maybe that I can, I will, Mm -hmm. um, changing that verbiage to, to show confidence and showing them that you are of value and you do believe in yourself. Um, and then like, you know, even communication on your website or social media, like the messaging, um, you know, the, my high performing students or graduates at this point, they're showing that they believe in themselves with their messaging. Um, and that's a big one. Just believing in yourself. Just if you can start small and then transform yourself into really this person that um, truly believes in themselves. Um, yeah, you're going to see some big gains um, in your in your bank account. Yeah, <laughs> I 100% agree. Like you said a lot of things that really resonated. And I know I, I say this even inside my business program because I just think people need to realize that people hire leaders. They hire people that are authorities. And we, and likely the person that's going to be messaging you, like you want her to show up, right? Like you want that mom to really put in the work and the effort. And the people that are paying the higher premium pricing will be putting in the work. And like they, they, they know that that transformation is in that transaction, right? And like some people aren't going to show up for a hundred dollars, but they're going to show up for a thousand dollars. Like it's a different I- type of client. Yeah. And when I first, um, you know, started consulting again, I didn't really have a framework. Mm-hmm. I just totally winged it. And so I just made up prices. What, you know, first I was giving consultations away for free, which then like, I was like, okay, that's not cool. Like I, you know, I can't do that. So I put a little price on it and like clients were saying to me, you need to increase your prices, you know? And I did. And since then I must've increased them at least 10 times. But if I just, if someone can tell me, like I'm telling, you know, you right now or whoever's listening, just to set them high from the, from the beginning, I, I mean, yeah, it goes without saying I would be, my bank account would be much bigger. 
<laughs> right. Um, I, I spent many years like not believing that I can charge the prices that I do now. I just, and it was such a waste of time because I could have, I really could. Um, there was like this feeling of like, I don't know, it's not right. I mean, but why isn't it right? Why is it like, it's my time. I'm taking time away from my family, my kids, they need me like, it's why is it wrong when you're, you know, you're putting a price tag on your time. So what, what does that, you know, look like? I mean, for me, it's a certain price point now than it was then. And, and your prices might change, but um, yeah, it's, it's important. Don't look at competition and say, I'm going to charge less because people are going to come to me because I, you know, I cost less. Don't do that. Do more, charge more. Well, I think you you said something that's really important is like, oh, I'm looking at all these other sleep consultants and they're only charging like $2.95, but I, I want to charge $8.95 or whatever. Mm. It's like, well, you can't always look at other somebody else's business and say, uh-huh. that's what I should be doing. I always say, I'm like, don't look at her, but what do you want? And I think the whole thing with money too is like, what do you want? Get so specific. And that dollar amount has to reflect the lifestyle that you do want to have, right? So I'd rather work with, say, like five clients at, say, $1,000 than work with five clients or, sorry, like 20 clients realistically at $100, right? It's like, I don't want to have to put that much pressure on myself to get all of these clients to make the kind of money I want to make. I'd rather like have a higher ticket offer because it could be $10,000, whatever it is that you want to charge people. Um, Like that, that could be like, I don't know, my mind is just so much easier. It's so much easier to have less clients with more money than a ton of clients with less money. It's like going to be, I don't know, way, way worth my time and uh, everybody else's. Absolutely. And then, you know, again, it, it is about mindset, right? So mm-hmm. if you know you're going to make X amount of dollars today, you're going to put in your best effort you know, you're going to want that client again. So you're going to do everything you can either to get a repeat client or to, um, you know, have them spread the news to their friends about you. It's, it's so much more worth it than, you know, pricing yourself low and just doing mediocre work because you know, you can't do quality work if you have so much of it. You Mm -hmm. just can't. True. hundred percent. Yeah. You're gonna be a lot better coach or a consultant if you have less clients and you can really hyper-focus and deliver and really care, like sit there and really care about what's going on in their everyday world. Um, yeah. so I love that. Thank you for sharing all that. So for that person right now, that's like, I'm scared. I'm really scared to raise my prices. Like I, I maybe they just started, maybe they just got certified. They just graduated. Like mm-hmm. what would, what do you feel would be their next step? in really embodying that belief inside of them. Yeah. So first of all, you know, the way we gain confidence as humans is by great things happening to us, right? Proof of concept. Mm -hmm. So you have to first do these things and see that they work so that you could gain that confidence. If you're scared and you never do it, how will you know that it works? So the first step would be just do it. Just do it. Just put that price up. Just put the price up that you think is like an awesome price, a, a price where you get out of bed in the morning and you can't wait to go to work. Like it's just, you know, it's just common sense. It all starts to like go together. You know, it's the first step I honestly would tell someone is just do it. Just go ahead and try it. You will see that you will not lose clients or, um, you know, clients won't stop coming to you if you price it out. You, you show your value. Again, it's a whole package thing. I can't tell you that you do this one thing and this one thing will work. You're going to raise your packages and all of a sudden you're going to have all these clients. It's a whole package ordeal. So, you know, your messaging has to be right. Um, you know, how you sell your package has to be on point. You have to um, try to, you know, explain to your potential um, you know, customer, what it is that you're doing for them, what value you're going to bring, how you're going to solve their problem. Um, and if all that messaging is right, you will have, you know, new clients at a premium price. Yeah. I'd love to talk to you about strategy because I know a mindset is a lot of why we do or don't succeed, but I'd love for you to share a little bit, like, because you've been in this world for so long, like what's working as far as strategy for sleep consultants? So, um, you know, it depends. It depends. And I always ask like, you know, what is your goal? 
right? So whatever that goal may be, um, and, and the goal has to be honed in on. It's not enough to say, I want more clients. We all do, right? What exactly, you know, what kind of clients? Um, how do you want to communicate with these clients? Uh, where are you selling your services? Where do you want to see the growth? You can't say, I want more clients because you're never going to hone in on what it is to, t- you know, that takes to, to, for you to get there, to get those clients. So if you say, I want more clients, I mean, you could get them on Facebook. You could be doing uh, local drive-bys and dropping off flyers. You can do some Instagram. And if you're dipping your feet into everywhere all at once, you're not going to get more clients. You're not. You have to perfect your craft. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and perfecting it is, again, just honing in what it is that you want. So let's say I really like Instagram. And I find myself like really enjoying Instagram. I, I spend a lot of time there. So I want to gain more clients on Instagram. So that is where your focus is. That is, that is what you're honing in on. You're, you're still going to maintain your other channels or your other you know, modes of marketing. You're not going to let that all go. But your, your main job, since that's your goal, will be to focus in on Instagram. So Mm. how do you do that? If you don't know how to do that, the best thing to do is learn, right? So that's another big trait that I see from my successful graduates is that they never stop learning. Mm. And I even put something up on Instagram the other day. um, To earn more, you must learn more. And, And that's really, really important because if you don't know what you're doing, say we're still using the example of Instagram, let's open up a book, um, listen to a podcast, uh, take a course, learn everything there is, and every day start working on that task, on something new you learned. Do it. Just keep working. Um, you know, turn your do not disturb on and just work at those things every single day. Um, you know, learning new things will definitely, definitely help you achieve your goals and, um, you know, your goals of making more money, getting more clients and all of those things that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I a part of my messaging is like, learn how to f- learn how to sell and market yourself because you can do that. Once you learn how to sell and market, you can do that in any business, like any aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. It is just so important. It's a skill that anybody can learn. So that's like really what I dived so deep into when I like when I first started my life coaching business. It's like really just learning, like, how does this whole social media world work? And like, that's all I did. Like, I still do that. I still like even yesterday I was on YouTube, like being like, how does this work? Like, how does this thing go? like and I just love I love learning. And it's something that you said earlier, too, is like really staying consistent on one platform. It's like getting really good. And then if you can't stay consistent on one platform, then don't move on to others. Like stay consistent somewhere first. And I always say to like, try a strategy for more than like a month, like, or more than a week. I don't know how many times it's like people like, I've been trying it for like a couple of weeks and it's loving getting any clients. I'm like, try it for like a year, two years, like keep going with this. Stay consistent somewhere. Like you want to always have like a place that people go to consume your content. So I I love that you said that because I, yeah, I think it's, it's so important to like people just, I know for a fact, if you don't know how to do something, you likely don't do it. Right. And so yes, like, yes. and that time, like you said, put on the do not disturb, set a timer or something just like for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to learn how to use Instagram stories. I'm going to learn how to make a reel. I'm going to learn how to do these things. So like, I can't walk around anymore saying, I don't know how, because now you Absolutely. do, now you know how to do it. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, you know, when I started my business, um, Facebook was the more popular platform and I was pretty good at it, but, um, it didn't really like interest me too much. So I really took up blogging, but blogging is so difficult because how do you end up on the first page of Google? And if you don't end up on the first page of Google, like, what's the point? You're writing lots of content that no one will ever see. It's getting lost in Google space. So what I did was, you know, I started re- researching, how do I end up on the first page of Google? Um, and then I started looking into uh, SEO. That just was mm-hmm. like a common like um, thing that I was reading. If you want to be on the first page of Google, you got you have to know SEO. 
you know, fast forward 10 years later, I mean, I little by little SEO is like, I consider myself an SEO expert expert. As a matter of fact, the other day I took a um, SEO test, um, like a professional test on LinkedIn. And I topped, I scored top 15% in the whole U S like, and I, and I'm not bragging here, but like, okay, maybe a little bit, but like, I know nothing about this. I didn't know anything about this. Mm-hmm. Anything. I didn't go to school for this. I'm a nurse. I went to nursing school. There were no computer technology software classes in my curriculum at all. And but this was important to me. And this is what I needed to do to get to my goal. So I started learning about it. And now I know how to end up on the first page of Google. And that's just like one of the many tasks that I learned along the way. Like you have to keep learning. You have to keep learning if you want to keep growing. And, you know, if you get to a point where you're stagnant, that's when, you know, it's time to learn a new skill. It's, it's time to just, you know, whatever it is. And, and again, that'll go back to kind of like, what do I want to do? What is my next goal? What do I want to accomplish? And that's how you will come up with what is my next thing that I'm going to learn. Mm, I love that. Also, like when you're learning things or as you're, you know, just like working and marketing and advertising your day-to-day stuff, I think it's really important to, um, to be happy in what you are doing. That's another common trait that my um, successful sleep consultants have is that they really love what they're doing. And this, you know, and this like translates like not just sleep consulting. That's obvious. If you took, you know, if you became a sleep consultant, you did all the hard work. um, Obviously, you love helping parents sleep. But there's so much more that goes into that, like marketing, right? Um, communication, communicating with clients. It's your day-to-day operations. Like the, the successful sleep consultants are doing tasks that they absolutely love. So I don't know if you um, read the book, uh, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I know. I heard of it though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. It's a must read, right? Okay. So he, he talks about... Um, how we work and operate through life in four different zones. Mm -hmm. So there's the zone of incompetence. So this is when you're like doing tasks that you don't know how to do at all. Like you're just completely competent. You don't know how to do these. Most people don't operate in the zone because they just don't know what they're doing. There's um, the zone of competence, uh, which you know how to do these sort of tasks, but anyone like, you know, anyone next to you knows how to do them just as well. They're just like mediocre things. Um, And then the zone of excellence, which most people get stuck in because they actually make a good amount of money in the zone of excellence. And the zone of excellence is when like you go to school to be a nurse, a doctor or a lawyer or any other like, you know, high paying um, skill and you're making a lot of money and you're, you're stuck here because you know, you're making good money, but you're not necessarily happy. Um, You're just doing what you've been trained to do. So in order to make like, you know, really good money and just be really happy in life, you have to make that leap from your zone of excellence to your zone of genius. Mm -hmm. In your zone of genius, this is where you're doing work that doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. This is where you're doing things that you absolutely love that you can get lost for hours doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is just like it's your zone of genius is like where you want to be to make really good money because it'll it will never feel like work. It'll be fun. It'll be great. And you're going to want to do more of it. So a lot of my um, successful sleep consultants are actually working in their zone of genius. And what I recommend is if you're not, if you're doing something that, you know, it's in a zone of incompetence or, um, you know, something that you don't know how to do or you don't like doing, hire those tasks out. Just hire those tasks out. Trust me, even as a beginner, um, you know, sleep consultant or coach in other industry, even if you don't have the money right away, you know, go on platforms like Upwork or Fiverr, like just hire 
those things out for, you know, not a lot of money because you, you don't really realize how much time you're wasting by doing these tasks that you have to do. Like, you know, like if you're doing marketing and like, you're just not good at it and you're spending all day putting up one post Mm -hmm. and trust me, this has happened to me and it's happened to many people I've spoken to literally hours to create one post, right? Think about all those hours that you could have been doing something great, launching a new program, launching um, that new video course you've been wanting to launch, working on a book you want to publish. We're talking about hours. And that's usually what happens when you're in the wrong zone. You're wasting time in the wrong zone where you could be creating things in your zone of genius. So, um, you know, my advice really is like, hire those things out, you know? Um, and, and then they'll pay themselves off tenfold because you're going to start making new money in your zone of genius. I use that word a lot because, um, I don't know, I feel like at this point in my business, like I, I love it. Like I'm like probably like you kind of obsessed, like this is so fun for us, like to be like, we love doing this like all the time. And I'm always just like, you have to have something like that in your business or you're not going to want to show up. Like you're not going to want to create the content. You're not going to want to create the digital courses because it doesn't light you up. So like what in your business would truly like have you wake up every single morning, just so excited to get to work. Yeah. And if like you have those tasks, like you said, like maybe it is the content, maybe it is learning SEO or blogging, like whatever that is for you. That's like, I don't want to do this. Like there are people out there that specialize in this stuff. Like go, go find them. And even like right now too, like there's people that do trades. Like maybe they do have a baby right now that isn't sleeping. And you'd be like, Hey, happy to give you a month of this. If you give me a month of this, like there's people out there, they'd be happy to do that stuff for you. Um, I recently, one of my clients did that and she was like, that was like the best idea. Like she's helping me with so much for like a V she's like a, a VA and she's helping her with her sleep consulting business. And she's just like, that was a great trade. Like I would do this all the time. I was like, that's awesome. Find more people like that. That would help you. Are there any other books or anything else like resources that you would recommend somebody right now? That's like, I really want to hone in on my money mindset. I really do want to make more money, but I know like Maybe they grew up poor. Maybe they just like, they feel like they're just not good with money or they're bad. Once they get the money, they spend it or they're in credit card debt. Like there's a lot of people that have like a, I guess it's technically a bad money story, right? Like they're, they have a negative belief around money or like there's like a, a, I know for a fact, like um, when I first started this business, I, um, I remember like thinking like people that make a lot of money are like, don't do good things with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely don't believe that. I'm like, oh my God, the more money you make, the more you can do amazing things with it. So like, where do you, where would you go to recommend somebody learn more about how to just have this better money mindset? I mean, I guess it depends what your, um, you know, thoughts or stigmas are around it. I would explore that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, um, you know, I grew up pretty, pretty poor. Um, so like, you know, my parents just barely making ends meet and both factory workers, immigrants. Um, and you know, money was like a scary thing. Like we didn't know if we were going to have it. And there are times where like my parents got laid off, that's factory life. And we didn't have it. And just being around that in my life, like gave me the strongest hustle possible. Mm. Um, you know, but it also made me kind of ignorant to like, you know, how to invest it, what to do with it. So like my, um, you know, first thing that I did when I started making money is kind of like protect it. I was like, no, like I was like super like, you know, protective and like, didn't want to spend. I, I kept feeling like I'm going to lose it. And then, you know, so like, it just depends like what you are thinking like if you don't know what to do with it, you start reading some books on investing, um, start looking into what to do with money. I, you know, uh, first I, I learned about, um, that's, uh, what is it called? M one platform. It's like a way where you can like invest in stocks on your own and you don't need any experience. Like I don't know anything about stocks and I still don't to this point, but I do have an M one account. Mm-hmm. And what is cool about it is that, um, you know, there's like articles and things in there where you can actually like learn and read articles, like, you know, some, a uh, big, like, you know, stock person will, um, I don't even know the technical per- name for a stock person. So <laughs> that's right. how, that's how little I know about stocks, but 
they'll post an article like this is where we expect this stack to grow in like the next year. And like, you know, you put some money into it and then you put a little more. And like, I started experimenting, just putting a little bit of money. I think the minimum to put in there was like $50 at that point, not a big loss, but it taught me on how to grow my money. Um, and now, you know, that account is like much bigger by just like reading, learning again, like you, you have to, if you want to know how to do something, you have to learn, you have to read about it, you have to study it. Um, so yeah. So if you don't know what to do with money, you would look into, um, things like that or, um, you know, my later issue where I felt like I had to protect the money. That's like something I had to like do some, you know, um, a little bit of like therapy in a way, like just being like, it's okay. Like you don't live in that space anymore. Um, it, you know, you, you did well for yourself. It's okay to spend a little and not be so, you know, um, frugalist with your money and like, it's, it's okay. So that, you know, some mindset type of books, um, you know, money type books. I, I did read a really good one recently. Um, we should all be millionaires. Oh, okay. Uh, Rachel yeah. Ro Rogers, right? Is that her name? Yes, yes, yeah. mm -hmm, yes. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, that's another good one. And at first, like, even that title was so off-putting to me because as a person that didn't grow up with money and now, you know, earning good money, um, it's just like, you want to be a millionaire? That just sounds kind of like wrong. Like it just, you know, again, it's that stigma. It almost seems like you're going to be a millionaire and you're just going to be an awful person with yeah. like a big fancy car. And like, you're going to hate the world because that's the stigma around a lot of money. But, you know, she said something really good in the book. And it was just like that, how you spend your money, like it's different for everyone because I grew up so poor, my goal was always to help those in need. Even when I didn't have money, I always like try to help the homeless, um, you know, help try to, I'd step on a street and just like, um, you know, help a homeless person, give them money or food or whatever. That's just me. Like I always want to help. So now that I have this money, I can make like donations to wonderful things and one day like I want to like open up like some sort of nonprofit and you can do those things like when you have money like and you can't really do it when you don't so yeah. it's okay it's okay to like say I want to be a millionaire because I want to do great things in the world it doesn't mean I'm going to be a horrible person that's mm -hmm. like walking around with my nose up in the air like but that's what people think about money you mm -hmm. know so it's like it, you have to kind of like also just sit down and think about what those roadblocks are. What, you know, why are you thinking this way about money before you can actually start making it? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people have that hang up of like, I'm afraid to say I want to be a millionaire. Like, I'm afraid to say that because what if what if that happens? What if I spend all this money? Like, what will happen once I get it? Like, will I become a bad person? Like, I feel like so there's so many thoughts around that, like so many beliefs around that. But like, I'm very open with like, no, I want to make a lot of money. I want to be extremely wealthy. And I have this belief too, like once you know how to make money, like it's so easy to make money. It's just getting over that hump of like, how, how do I do this? And just like, once again, going back to like, learn, learn, really like embody and like, in, like just get so um, ingrained in that world of like just learning how to do that. And not coming from a place of lack, but coming from this place of like, I want to learn more about this so that I can be a better business owner and I can be a better person overall. Like, I just know money gives me the opportunity to be more of who I am, right? Deep down. Yes. Right. Yes. And so like you, it's like, I'm a giver, like you're a giver. It's like, I want to help the homeless. I want to open a nonprofit or maybe people have like big dreams of like uh, helping women in, with shelters and like all these things. Like there's so much stuff that we need to do as women in this world. I feel like if when, when we all come together, it's like so magical. And like when we have money, we can do those things. And I, so I think like really getting into that, getting it, just really learning more about money is just going to be so helpful overall. But really too, going back to how we started this conversation is like, get specific. Tell the universe, tell tell your friends, tell your husband, tell whoever, this is what I want and I'm not going to stop until I get it. Like Absolutely. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom, Violet? One thing we didn't talk about, um, you know, it's important to 
not only focus on like work and, and how, you know, that harmony and that peace and that happiness at work, it's also important to do those things at home. You know, a lot of coaches are like working from home. So your home and your work often get like intertwined. So it's important to also like be happy and work in your zone of genius at home as well. You know, like it, it, we started the conversation with mindset. It's Mm -hmm. well, we can end it with mindset as well, because your mindset is like what will get you growing, what will get the creative juices flowing and ultimately what will get you to, you know, levels of income that you never aimed in, in your wildest dreams, you know, like, there's, but you have to have that proper mindset. Mm-hmm. If your house is messy and there, the dishes are piling up and your desk is wobbling, those things all steal your happiness. And trust me, they'll continue stealing them. And you're not going to be able to work in your zone of genius. Like, um, you know, this new year, I started little by little taking care of every single thing that's aggravating me in my home. Um, and I'm not doing it all myself again, like hiring for things I just don't know how to do. But, um, I say like wobbly table because my table was so wobbly and I would just get so frustrated. And I'm like, why did I lose so much happiness? And you don't realize sometimes it could affect you so much that you'll like bomb a meeting or like do really bad on like a sales call or like completely lose your train of thought in meetings because that one thing is aggravating you so much. Yeah, personal problems show up as business problems. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. So just my, my tip would be just like go through your house, make sure that every single area that you walk by or even if you just want to focus on your um, office, Just fix everything that's bothering you. Make it perfect. Make it like, you know, just a harmonious place to be, a peaceful place somewhere where you just love working. And and if there's things bothering you, just hire out. I did a really amazing thing. Um, So I hired for the first time a personal assistant. Okay. Again, going back to my roots where I grew up poor, this is so weird for me. And I feel like I'm being so bougie, but I'm not. Because guess what? My personal assistant comes into my home for one day a week. Um, and the amount of work she does for me, literally, it's a week worth of work. Like my laundry, like running errands, taking care of my packages, doing returns. Like I calculated like how much time it would take me to do that. And then I um, calculated my hourly rate based like how much I make per year and then just narrowed it down to my hourly rate. And I was wasting thousands, tens of thousands. I'm not kidding. Uh, on these tasks, I hired someone again. Um, you know, I'm, I'm paying her $20 an hour. She thinks it's an excellent, um, pay rate. We both agreed on it. I'm making her happy. She's making me happy. And it's just, yeah, like just hire out for those things, like those things that are just driving you nuts. So you're saying I should get rid of my children because they're just <laughs> no I need to get a sitter, get a really cool sitter that um, won't make you feel guilty that you know uh, that you're because there is some guilt sometimes with that. Like you know, I don't want to hire a sitter because then I should be with my kids myself but if you hire a really cool one that does activities and things that like you don't like to do or not good at then you know yeah yeah I had to let (laughs) go of some of that guilt because yeah I started this business being like I really want to stay at home with my kids right like I think a lot of people it's like we want to do that we want to be able to have a, a, a job at home and then you know be able to be there for the kids stuff and like I just at one point was like yeah, I don't. I don't know if I want that though. Like, I don't want to be just a stay-at-home mom that that works on the side. Like, I really like like to work, but also be able to spend a lot more time with my kids. I don't want to have to commute. I don't want to have to be gone all day. So, like, I had to ha- shift a lot of that, like the, my corporate mindset, into like, and now I'm a work from home mom. It's a, it's a just a little different. Um, but I had to let go of some of that guilt of like sending her to daycare and hiring babysitters like my husband's luckily home during the day like so one of us is home like always with our kids usually um but yeah that was that was a big thing for me so I love that like you had to let some of that go it's like no I needed I needed a personal assistant I needed somebody to help me 
And it's a mutual benefit for the both of you, obviously, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing about getting help or um, babysitters or even daycare, like that amount of time that you are left alone, like you can do so much work than if you have to worry about both at the same time, kids, um, house chores, a little bit of work, a little bit more of house chores. Now the the kids are over here. Like if you have to split your time, you're, you're never getting to that deep level of genius and you're not doing like work. You're just maintaining. You're literally just like maintaining. Yeah. Especially too, with the constant distractions with you know, having the kids around, like I, I, I knew I was just like, I'm, uh, energy leaking all day. And it's like, because I can hear them and I'm, or I'm constantly just getting pulled away. So when I have those couple of days where she's in daycare, my, my toddler, she's three. So it's like, I just know I have a full eight hours of like, God, I can get so much done, so much done during that time frame. Or these are those days where like, I can go get a massage and I can like do some things for myself too that like I've been putting off all week um, without the guilt of like I have to be home or I have to, you know, watch, watch. I do like quotes, watch my children because um, that's not really what we do, but <laughs> with the bee moms, with the bee moms. Um, yeah. But yeah. Like I just, I love that anyway. Like I just, I just feel like a lot of moms who listen to this are, they're like, they're going back and forth. They're, like I know I need some help, but I have some, maybe some guilt around that. Or, you know, I'm thinking like, I know I can probably work a lot more and make more money if like I said I was able to hire the assistants or you are able to, you know, get help with the babysitters and daycare and that sort of stuff. It's like sometimes it's worth putting that money so you can make more money. Yeah, absolutely. And then that time that you do get with your children, once yeah. your work is done and you feel yeah. so accomplished and productive, like that time is so much better, so much happier. You're a better mom. You get to like, even if it's like a, a short window, you end up feeling like, wow, I was just such a great mom in that one hour that I do this activity with my child because I was engaged. I wasn't tired. I My mind wasn't wandering somewhere else. I wasn't stressed. I was fully there for my child doing this amazing activity, which, you know, kids, they have a short attention span, so they don't really need hours of your time. Like they just need a little bit of time. And then if you're splitting it, it never, it, it's it never like is great time. It's yeah. when you have that, you know, separation from work and, and then you hang out with the kids. I, I feel like the time is just much more precious and valuable. Right. Oh, you're so right. <laughs> well, thank you, Violet, so much. I feel like you have given the audience so much wisdom around money, children, business, parenting, all the things like anything else that you would like to share. I'd love to obviously to tell people how they can get in contact with you and more about your programs as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you know, any one of these topics that we talked about, I feel like we just like touched on it, even though we, we, we said a lot, but honestly, like any one of these things that we talked about, like we can have a whole podcast about every little pinpoint. Like there's just so much to, to um, say about business and um, you know, making money. Like, uh, but I feel like we did, we did go over some really amazing things. Um, And I'm really happy that I got to chat it up with you and share my wisdom. I love talking about this kind of stuff. This is my zone of genius. Yeah. Well, (laughs) we'll have you on again for sure. Yeah. 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 I feel like I'm, you know, pivoting, um, more now towards like, um, really honing in on specific, like, uh, graduates that show that motivation that show that drive, um, in wanting to, um, you know, make really amazing money, things like, like I said, money that they never dreamed of. Um, and, um, I've been taking on uh, some small, like, you know, cases and kind of working with them closely, because like I said, I see like some specific traits. Because, um, you know, the sleep consultants that come through my program, there's uh, sleep consultant A and B, they they both took the exact same program. They both took the same exact training. They both had like my level of support, yet um, consultant A is barely making any money. And then consultant B is like, wow, like, holy moly, rocking it, you know? So like, I've taken interest in trying to figure out why that is. And we've touched on some of those things today. 
Um, but again, each and every single one deserves a whole, like it deserves a course. (laughs) So, um, I don't know if I'm pivoting that way or if I'm going to be taking like, you know, people one-on-one or just spreading my knowledge like this, because I honestly just love talking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. And just on that point, like it is possible for anyone to make crazy amounts of money. Anyone like take it from me. I was poor. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I started a business. I learned how to, you know, SEO my own freaking website. Like anyone can do it. Trust me. Okay. So, um, you know, I'll leave it at that with some, with, you know, just my positive vibes that anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. Um, and as far as like getting contact with me, so, um, you know, at the Institute of Pediatric Sleep.com, um, if you're interested in any of my courses, I have some amazing ones, but of course, sleep, the sleep consultant certification course is our number one. Everyone loves that course. Um, you know, where we teach you everything that you need to know about sleep consulting, how to become a sleep consultant. It's like a dual program because you are getting the science based, um, information and education, um, from some amazing instructors, um, that have, you know, medical backgrounds and business backgrounds and all sorts of wonderful things. But then you're also getting the business side of things. So we teach you exactly how to start your business. We have, um, you know, lawyers teaching certain, um, lessons so that you do it the correct way. So you're really getting a nice comprehensive program so that you're not left with like not knowing what to do. Yeah. Like, Oh, I I just got certified. Now what? It's like, no, you need to know know what's the next step. Yeah. I love that. I love that. All right. Well, uh, are you on Instagram? Where, where can people contact you if they want more information? Yep. I am on Instagram. So at Institute of Pediatric Sleep, um, you can, yeah, that's probably the best way to reach out to me. I'm on Instagram a lot lately. I'm doing lots of research into Instagram algorithms. So (laughs) I'm there a lot. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so, so much. Uh, you're such a pleasure. And once again, I'm going to have to have you on again to talk more about business and money and all the things. I think it's just, obviously this is what this podcast is all about is just making you the best business owner. And so that you can make a ton of money and like live the life and have the business that you really desire. So thank you for coming on and yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening to the ambitious coach podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Okay, ambition is great, but it's time to get to work. Take action and commit to being 1% better every day. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I will see you again next week.